The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right. Uh, Farrell on the bench. Uh, Carver High chilling the most. Uh, always grateful to uh, Carver High hosting Coast to Coast uh, when I'm out. On my uh, weeks off here and there. Uh, and then uh, Mafia and Carver High doing Pharrell on a bench on the radio side as well. Thank you. I appreciate you. Uh, you know that's true. And I uh, can't thank you enough for holding down the fort. Now, uh, here's the deal. People say, oh, that guy, he never, he's never on the air. You know what? I work for the king of all media. And, you know, what did the one guy say to me? <laughs> He makes a hundred mil in those. Uh, it was uh, cousin Sal. He makes a hundred mil working those hundred days a year. <laughs> I used to love the fact. I actually thought it was awesome that he was off literally twelve weeks a year, and then like he never worked Thursdays or Fridays. I just was like, man, this is like Europe over here. This guy uh, with his schedule, and then he makes all that money, and I was like, I gotta learn how to do that. Make all the money, and then like, you know, never work. So he taught me a few tricks and I went up the uh, scale as you know, I've done it 35 years and I've been national for 25 years in TV and radio. I've done everything. And I'm like, listen, with the energy that I use to do the shows, because, you know, guys like me, Marenzi, that uh, style were crazy. Right. Like, so eventually you need a break because you'll end up in a rubber room or you'll end up uh, like going off the deep end. I mean, the bottom line. So like Marenzi does heavy metal. So do I, but I got to like, you know, get a break here and there. People say, Oh, he's always off. I'm usually off, uh, in like the crappy months and the holidays. So like snow, ice, sleet, rain, like, you know, blizzards, I'm out of here. And then, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, that kind of thing. Right. I don't take vacations in the summer. Like everybody's like, I'm going on a family vacation. Listen, I live in New York City, okay? You can't top anything that I do. You know what I mean? Like, some people go on vacation in New York. They just stay in New York because it's so kick-ass. It really is. Now, I think it sucks. Uh, I've been here 22 years, whatever. And I think it's, uh, you know, stressful. And it, it can be very toxic. But I'm used to it, right? So I know how great it is. It's the greatest city in the world. And like sometimes I'll just staycation and I'll be like, I don't need to go anywhere. But people are like, I need to go on a family vacation. We're, we're all packing in the, in the station wagon. And we're going to go on the family vacation down to the beach or to the shore or to the woods or to the Rockies. They all go on vacation. I take my vacations when it's crappy, snowing, sleet, ice, crappy weather freezing cold. I hate it. 
Uh, the only time I like to be freezing cold is when I'm skiing. You know, if I'm skiing in Steamboat or in Park City uh, in Breckenridge, I'm okay being cold. But any other time, being cold sucks. I hate it. All I do is play basketball and avoid the cold. So when I'm off, I've been off a lot lately. People are like, that guy never works. Actually, I work every day of the year. I just uh, finally have my vacations and I take them all in a, ducks on a pond in a row. And if you don't like it, have a sandwich. You'll, you'll be all right. We welcome all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM 159, uh, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, near to Yawana, do Yawana. And of course, Sports Map, Radio Network, Sports Byline USA, DPAC holding it down in the city, bada bang, in the way. All right, Carver High. Uh, you haven't uh, told me what you think of this guy. Brian Kelly leaving the Irish, walking out on Notre Dame. God forbid. You know, I think God, Jesus, I mean, the wrath of God, they are going to come down heavy on him. I mean, he's going to get the, uh, you know, the people's elbow. He will suffer the bocce jinx. He will be forever ridden with guilt and bad luck for the rest of his career for leaving the Irish to go to that cheating school down in the middle of all those alligators. Yeah, I I actually thought that it was pretty gutless of him the way that he did it. Um, And his reasoning afterwards was just so embarrassing Uh, for him to sit there. You know, I want to be on Broadway. I want to win national titles. I'm one of the best players, all this stuff. Um, You're the coach of Notre Dame. And yeah, you're the all-time wins leader. You never finished the job, dude. You never brought a national title there. Uh, And then he's got this fake Southern accent when he's at the basketball game. I'm done with this guy. Phony. Total phony. phony. But but honestly, after a couple days, I thought about, like, this is all these college coaches. Like, they're all scum. I mean, basketball, football, they they do this all the time. They're all snake oil salesmen. Brian Kelly's just another one. He's just another one you can put on the list. The worst. It's true. Did you see the the buyouts? I sent you a story today about the buyouts for the uh, coaches that – are you know leaving their schools or whatever? Ninety four million fired or or moving on. Did you see that number? The the amount of waste. It's like yeah. it's like plastic that they find in the ocean, right? These plastic water million bottles dollars. they find in the ocean. Amazing. Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, all I know is it's like ninety four million dollars in buyouts. That's crazy. I'll tell you what I think of the Miami situation coming back. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, Carver High, here's the deal. So I just don't think you can uh, actually leave Notre Dame and think that it's not going to come back to haunt you. I, I really, I believe that. 
Uh, there n- never has there ever been anyone that walked out on Notre Dame in the history of, of you know, civilization. Nope. I mean, I, honestly, like before Christ, name one person that's walked out of Notre Dame. I mean, you either die or no, you're it fired. Was, it was 100 plus years. The last guy who did it was like in like 1908 and he went to go coach Wisconsin or something. Everybody else either retired uh, went to television, things like that. Like Lou Holtz coached again, but he went to TV first. He did TV for a couple of years, thought he was going to retire, and then he coached South Carolina. So, And he was horrible there. Yes. And the bocce got him. And the guy that went to Wisconsin, he lost his arms and legs in a uh, – wood cutting incident out in the, you know, out in the woods. It was like a, like a wood chipper accident. I'm just kidding. But actually, you know, he had bad luck too, because who goes to Wisconsin from Notre Dame? I mean, I wouldn't even go there to look for a girlfriend. I mean, honestly, like I I know it's cool in Madison. It's a great place, but no one, do they really choose Wisconsin over Notre Dame? I mean, there's no one's that stupid. Are they? Listen, when I applied to uh, colleges uh, when I was a kid, uh, I the first thing I did was apply to Notre Dame, and they turned me down in two weeks. I got the letter back. like It was still moist, and it was like, thanks for your interest in Notre Dame. You lose. And then I applied to Indiana. I got in, and that was it. I wanted to be around Bob Knight. You know the story. I wanted to go to Notre Dame because if you go to Notre Dame, you're basically – in not so many words, set for life. You could even be uh, like skate your way through, not be a good student. And if you get a degree somehow from Notre Dame, you can BS your way through life in that you went to Notre Dame and they, they must think you're smart or something because you don't just go to Notre Dame and graduate and not be successful in life. I know people that are uh, utter failures that went to Notre Dame. They've turned out to be horrible fathers horrible uh husbands horrible uh people horrible this that criminals everything else but he still my friend that went there he still gets away with it he still gets his way and everything because he's uh a guy that went to notre dame right like you go to notre dame you're set for life even if you're uh nothing but trouble and that's true it, it really is here's the deal with miami uh, I think Cristobal got that job. They wanted him before down in, in Coral Gables, uh, Carver High. And here's the deal. The problem with Miami is simple. And I'm a Canes fan for 40 years. And I can tell you, you win five national championships. They won a lot of games. And they covered so many bets for me. I literally bought a condo off of betting on Miami football games uh, during their glory years, right? And it's been, in my view, 20 years, Carver High, since they've been good. I mean, even when they beat Notre Dame down at Hard Rock, right, they weren't that good. I mean, they didn't go win some gigantic, you know, bowl game or they didn't go uh, play for a national championship. The last time they were good was uh, the uh, Ohio State game. And they got screwed in that game, as you know, by that, uh, you know, umpire Porter. Uh, that ref, and you know that's true, right? That's the last time they were good. And here's why Manny Diaz failed, and they all failed uh, before him. Because none of these brothers that play there listen to the coach at all, ever. They All they care about is, uh, you know, bling, 
turnover chains, music, fashion, getting laid, and being a big man on campus. Everybody knows me. I'm famous. I play for the Canes. I'm a starter. I'm a star. I'm all this. Meanwhile, they never win big games. They never, they never matter anymore. I mean, they just don't matter. And they haven't mattered since 01. And it's because all these kids that play there, they just want to uh, lead the high life. They just totally want to be, you know, in a bubble of fame, fortune, now, you know, name, image, likeness. Let me get a sponsor. I got a nice car. I got, I got ice. I got bling on my teeth. Look at me with a turnover chain. They all look like idiots to me and they never win anything that matters. And Manny Diaz couldn't coach because none of those dudes listened to him. None of them. They're all flakes. They may have talent in high school. They have speed. They were a star player in the state of Florida or in Miami or, you know, wherever. And they stay in state and they play for the Canes. But they had great players always from Miami and the state of Florida in their history, all the greatest players always stayed and went to Miami, Florida state or Florida. Right. And they always won. Now they go there and they don't win and they don't matter. It's because they don't know anything other than fame and fortune, partying, getting laid, fashion, music, hip hop, uh, you know, bling ice and hot chicks and, you know, clubs. That's all they know. Right. Like, and if I'm wrong, tell me every kid that goes there that doesn't start transfers out. They're like, oh, I'm going to go somewhere else. See you later. Bye. There's no consistency. They don't win. And the players don't listen to the coaches. They've mowed through coaches down there left and right. And I don't think Mario's going to be any different. I think he might win a little more than Manny Diaz. But do you really see Carver Hyde, the Miami Canes, mattering again? in essence, uh, playing for a national championship anytime in the next decade? Uh, I'm going to no. say no, not in the next decade, no. I don't believe so. No. no. Do you think I'm wrong about the players that go there now? Uh, they don't have no. Ray Lewis anymore. They don't have Ed Reed uh, that, that would kill to win every game. All they care about is winning. Win or die, right? Like, that's it. Now it's like, hey, we're going clubbing. I'm going to get laid tonight, son. I don't even care what the score is in this game. And I don't want to get any grass stains on my uni, son. You know it's true, Kerber. No, it is true. And and it's unfortunate for Manny. This was the year that the ACC was wide open to win. I mean, Clemson was down. They, you know, they, they had an opportunity maybe to win it this year. Um, but, but who won it? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny Pickett. Do you think he's going to be a good uh, pro quarterback? And should the uh, Steelers, like uh, you know, maybe take hostages? You know what I mean? Like maybe get like a little, you, know, you get a little, uh, maybe waterboarding going. You get like some other teams, you know. Um, kidnap some of their uh you know recruiters and coaches and and maybe mess with the draft order and then somehow steal Pinkett and he ends up replacing uh big ben because you know he's going to be gone before they have a crack at him but if they go like the other route right. like 
hostages and, and you know, uh, take them to a warehouse and well. waterboard them. Maybe you get a, <laughs> a chance at Pinkett. Maybe. Pinkett, now, like you, like you said, they they need to get a little higher in the draft probably because even though even if these quarterbacks aren't the greatest of all time, they always fly up the draft board. Talent or notes that, you know, they, they get hyped up. They're in the combine and this. I mean, you've had a lot of guys who ended up being hacks get taken in the first 10, 15 picks. So it could be tough for the Steelers, especially if they keep winning. But they could be close enough in range to get him. That would be nice. Leave him in, uh, leave him in the great state of, uh, of Pennsylvania. That would be fun. You know, they're going to lose to the Vikings Thursday night, right? The short week. And they're playing on the road at, at U.S. Bank. I don't even think they'll win that game. I don't think they'll win the game in Kansas City. You said, you know, if they keep winning. They're going to keep losing is what they're going to do. Uh, we got a lot going on here. We got to check the NBA, college rack, NHL. It's all happening on events. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. All right, so uh, I got to tell you, Carver High, and, and listen, I don't care one lick uh, that Notre Dame uh, promoted the, the defensive coordinator, the brother uh, got the gig. Uh, you know more about him than I do. I, I don't – look, I never thought their defense uh, was that great, great to begin with. I, I'm great like, recruiter. how did this guy get this job? And I thought to myself, um, I just – uh, you know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. And I don't care if he's black, white, green, orange, yellow, purple. I don't care how great his defense is. I'm telling you, I got a problem with, I've never heard of him. You know, I've, I've never heard of him. Yesterday, I'm at the game, the Steeler game, and this guy Gentry caught two big passes late in the game for the Steelers, a tight end. And when he caught the, uh, the first pass, I, I said, I don't even know who this guy is. I didn't even know he was on the team. I go, and then when he caught the second one, I was like, you made a name for yourself today, kid, because I remembered it's Gentry. And I, I thought to myself, wow, a, a guy I've never heard of, he, he stepped up big. I don't believe in people I've never heard of before getting a job as big as Notre Dame. I never heard of a guy. I mean, like, have you ever heard of him? Like, seriously, like, is he that well, great of a coach that he got that job? I don't care one lick about race and all this other stuff. I am telling you, the job to me is too big for him. Well, listen, you could be the biggest Notre Dame fan in the world. You knew he was the defensive coordinator. Um, when this happened, I didn't think there was a chance he was going to get the job. First of all, it's only been the first year he's been there. He came over from Cincinnati. This is his first year as the defensive coordinator. Right. Now, the, the, there's two things that apparently were in play here uh, for Marcus Freeman. Number one, he's a. I know we always love saying, joking about this. He's a great recruiter. Uh, a, a great recruiter. In fact, Notre Dame has like this, you know, top five ranked recruiting class coming in and. 
Everybody now says that he's the reason why they have this top five ranked recruiting class. He's a great recruiter, works hard on the on the streets. And secondly, uh, the players absolutely went to bat for Freeman. Uh, they basically went to Swarbrick, the AD, and, and just that this guy has to be our coach. We we love him. We play for him. So the players apparently had a very big hand in Freeman getting the job. This is a massive risk, a massive risk for Notre Dame. Uh- to, uh, so, to have this guy as the head coach. Now, could it play right. out? Sure, it could. It, two things are going to happen. It's either going to play out and they're going to look like geniuses, or they're going to have to whack him in two or three years and bring in somebody who has experience. Because this isn't like Notre Dame to bring in first-time coach. It, it just right. doesn't it doesn't work out for them. Uh, it and, never and does. Here's my here's my point. Here's my here's my return of serve to what you just said. Everything you said is is dead on. But here's the deal. Swarbrick is a very Smart, powerful, uh, independent, like, you know, he's got all the stones. Your boy's got all, he's got the big onions. He's got it all. He's running Notre Dame and he's a bright guy. Right. And when he went in front of the media, he literally said, uh, you know, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to start this process and we're going to figure out, uh, the perfect guy to lead Notre Dame into the future. We're going to we're going to whittle this down and we're going to we're going to get it done and we're going to get the right guy to run Notre Dame football. And we're going to we're going to take our time, we're going to be meticulous and we're going to we're going to find the best coach for Notre Dame. And then 5 minutes later he took the first guy that was at yeah. the cafeteria uh getting a chocolate milk. Like I don't understand how anything I've never done anything but respect uh his you know, smarts and acumen. I think he's a, a very, uh, you know, bright guy, very like, you know, legal, like a lawyer. He's like a powerful suit, right? In my opinion, better than most ADs in college across the board. I mean, this guy's got massive power and he says he's going to do this whole process. And then he literally, you know, he, he decided, you know what? I think I'm just going to go through the, the car wash, the, the you know, the $10 one. I'm not going to have it, uh, you know, towel dried or anything. I'm just going to go right through and I'm going to go and, and get a bagel with bacon. I, I don't understand how you hire a guy. I don't care if the players want him. The inmates don't run the asylum, okay? Notre Dame is a gigantic job. Look at the coaches that they've had there. I mean, honestly, Newt Rockney, Era Parsegian, and then Lou Holtz and Brian Kelly. How in God's name? I don't care. I swear to God, if the guy was Minnie Minoso, I don't care who it is. If I've never heard of you and you've been there one year and you're like still in diapers, in my opinion, like how did that guy get that job that quickly, they didn't look for anyone else. They literally did no search whatsoever, Mike. They literally went, you know what? Screw this. Yo, Marcus, you got this, right? All right, you run it. And and I just think, um, I hope the guy wins a national championship. I swear to God, I hope he does. You know I like the Irish. I've always loved them. I went to games my whole life. I saw every game Joe Montana played, every single game live. I was there including the Cotton Bowl in 79 and the freezing weather in Houston. I'm telling you, uh, in Dallas, excuse me, I know that um, I just think the job's too big for him. 
Honestly, like, like I just yeah. don't believe now, it. I don't believe I, it. I don't think it'll work. I it's watched like Charlie Weiss. Yeah, Charlie Weiss, another guy. I had no head coaching experience, and it didn't go very well for him. There's one thought here, because I watched Swarbrick say all that stuff, too, the day that right. Kelly quit. But he said something in there that a lot of people have pointed to is where he said he had a feeling for a while that Kelly was going to was gonna ditch him. So there's there's the thinking that, that during that span, he did a lot of work on Marcus Freeman to see if he could handle being the head coach. I don't believe which, that. Now, that could be, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I believe think that he was, I think he was blindsided by Kelly. You never knew she was sleeping with your best friend until... You found out. You never knew. You never thought of it. You never had it. Uh, like, you know, you walked in in the house. You got off early that day. And you just thought you'd go home and have an old style out in the backyard. And you walk in and, whoa, what do we have here? You never know until you find out. I don't believe him when he says that he, he smelled it coming. If he smelled it coming, uh, you got me fooled because – I think Brian Kelly did it exactly the way a a dirty, ruthless, conniving businessman would do a deal, like get out of a deal or get out of a contract or get out of a problem. He didn't tell anybody. He went down there in the thick of the night, in the fog, down into the bayou, cut himself a fat, you know, $100 million deal, uh, you know, like Gruden type money. And then he went back and he said, listen, Jack, I love you, but uh, I quit. I don't think Jack saw it coming at all. And I never think uh, in the along the lines that he was planning on Freeman from the jump. If he was doing that, he would have said so. He's so smart. He would have said, listen, we've already got a, a, a plan and it's in motion and, and it's going to uh, be revealed soon. And we'll let you know uh, when we're good and ready. Because that's the way Notre Dame does things. And I've been around Notre Dame my entire life. I really have. And that's the way they operate. And I don't think he knew. I think Brian Kelly screwed him and Notre Dame. That's exactly what he did. He screwed them. And he left in the middle of the night. He's Art Modell. That's all there is to it. You know I'm right. He is the enemy now. They hate him now. And I mean... This guy, he might as well, you know, he should never go above, in my view, ever again in his life, above like the state of Tennessee to do anything. Like, don't drive north of, of Tennessee and, like, don't go near Indiana. Don't even think about going to South Bend. And if they say they're going to schedule a game against Notre Dame, uh, you, you know, get the flu that week. You know what I mean? Because you will be the most vilified, hated guy ever. I think the way he left was so dirty. Don't tell me Jack uh, Swarbrick saw it coming. I, I don't believe for one minute because he was like, you know, he said all that stuff. Like, I had a feeling, uh, you know, that uh, Brian was going to leave. And Oh, is that right? No one on the face of the earth, including me, thought that he would ever be, in my view, and, and you can disagree with me till the cows come home, I think you got to be half stupid to leave Notre Dame to go to a school that, frankly, in my opinion, uh, is, you know, ruthless and dirty. Now, listen, 
you can say whatever you want about the Catholics. Fair enough. But Notre Dame is, uh, whether they like it or not, pristine, like the like the Vatican, right? Well, and yeah. LSU, when I think of LSU, I got to tell you, I think of one and done, like go go to the NFL, go play for a national championship, and cheat. Wow. And if you don't win every single game, you will be fired faster than you can spit. Ed Orgeron was a phony because he won with a bunch of NFL players. He was never a great coach. They won because of Joe Burrow and Chase and a bunch of studs. Players win championships. I mean, I, even Nick Saban knows it. Uh, players are the ones that, that execute. I don't care what anybody says. Saban's the greatest coach ever. La-di-da. Brian Kelly will rue the day he left Notre Dame. I, I really believe that. He's going to be haunted forever. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Harper High, I told you, I'll tell the audience, I wanted them to interview uh, Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, a good old Irish Catholic boy uh, who's done a hell of a job in Evanston with a bunch of uh, scholar-type wannabe athletes. I mean, Northwestern gets, you know, guys that, you know, pick their nose when they're taking their exams and they don't even care if a girl's watching them. You know what I mean? They're like, I'm going to get a a 4.0. And I'm going to be successful in life because I went to Northwestern. I'm going to play football. It's like playing football at Harvard. Like, you, you, you know, they got a football game and no one cares. It's like, I'm going to be so successful in life going to, uh, you know, Notre Dame, Harvard, Northwestern, Stanford. Uh, you know, it's automatic, right? And uh, I, I think he's done a great job with a bunch of, you know, guys that, don't matter. I mean, like Northwestern football doesn't matter, but he's won there with, with, you know, in my opinion, you know, a bunch of Harvard types, if you will. And then the other guy would be fickle. And I choose uh, Fitzgerald over fickle. I think fickle has done an incredible job at Cincinnati. And, you know, to me, he was an Ohio state guy. And if you're an Ohio state guy, uh, I don't even want to interview you if I'm at Notre Dame. Like, they're the enemy. You know, up there in the in the Midwest, there's really Notre Dame and Ohio State. Is there not uh, Carver Hire? They, they're the two biggest programs in, you know, maybe in the country, definitely in the Midwest. I mean, Michigan has failed too much against Ohio State Sands this year when they beat them. Uh, they failed too much in the last 20 meetings uh, to be considered bigger than, uh, you know, Notre Dame and Ohio State. I'm not hiring some guy from Ohio state to run my program. I, I I'm just not doing it. I would go with the, uh, I would have interviewed at least interviewed that Fitzgerald. He's done a great job. Instead, they hire some guy that, I mean, is there anyone on the face of the earth that's ever heard of him? I mean, honestly, how do you hire a guy? No one's ever heard of. I mean, I know people say, well, he'll be famous soon enough. No, you don't hire people to run Notre Dame 
I don't care how good they are if nobody knows who they are. I mean, say what you will. Hate me all you want. I've been around it my whole life. If you're not somebody big, you're going to fail at Notre Dame. I mean, they're going to eat you up. I mean, I tell you. Even Rudy. Remember? Do you remember Rudy? I mean, Rudy got eaten alive. I mean, they, they tortured that kid on the football field. They tortured him. And then they let him play one day, and everybody got all excited. But that guy, they threw him into the wolves. That's what they're going to think- do to this guy. They're going to throw him into the wolves. Now, a great recruiter. Who isn't a great recruiter at Notre Dame? Here's what I do. I go to the family's house. These cookies are excellent. Listen, uh, you're going to go to Notre Dame. Who turns down Notre Dame? No one. Who leaves Notre Dame and gets away with it? No one. No well, one. I think I think part no. of the reason also for the Freeman thing with him being so young, et cetera, is they also looked around and saw what Lincoln Riley did at Oklahoma and Ryan Day have done at Ohio State, two guys who nobody knew who the hell they were when they took over for Stoops and for Urban Meyer, and it worked. So I think that there's also that thinking where Notre Dame's at. They see two other big programs that took a mid-guy in his mid-late 30s, made him his head coach for the first time, took over a big program, and the wheels didn't come off the bus, you know. So, but now Lincoln Riley, he's he's left town. Oklahoma hasn't actually won anything since Bob Stoops left. Uh, you know. Do you think that's? Do you think he's gonna win a national championship at Southern Cal? Uh, this guy now remember? Oh, oh Riley. Remember? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like they have been worse than Miami. They got, they got big problems since two thousand one. I mean, they have. I mean, I. Uh, or whenever, whenever it ended with Liner, right? That was the last time they were good. They have sucked. I mean, monkey onions for all these years. And you're telling me that 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 guy's going to go out there and he's just immediately. He said he's going to fill the Coliseum, and it's going to be the the hotbed of college football. The greatest, grandest stage will be USC and college football. And you know what I say to that? Uh, hear me loud and clear, Southern California. I lived there for uh, you know a decade of decadence. Uh, I've been there a million times. I know the whole deal. All your famous fans, Snoop Dogg, all the rest. You ain't Notre Dame, okay? You know what you got? You got scandals, and you got cheating, lying, money, Movie stars trying to buy their children's uh, college education by conning people that they are on some kind of rowing team. I mean, you have everything there that you. I mean, it's like you know, like TMZ and all these shows, extra and all the rest. That's what USC is to me. I mean, Carver, I tell me I'm wrong. When have they, I mean Notre Dame impales their ass every time they play them? When is the last time USC? actually did anything against Notre Dame. I mean, USC can't hold Notre Dame's stinky underwear after a game, soaking wet, soiled, smelly underwear. USC, you are nothing. You are, I mean, you're nothing. Now you're going to win national championships again, fill the Coliseum, and you're taking over college football. Well, where the F was that the last 15 years? I mean, Carver, I tell me I'm wrong. What has USC done other than, I mean, they suck. And now all of a sudden, Lincoln Riley, that lying, conniving, backstabbing, he's no different than Brian Kelly. 
That nope. guy, you know what they want with him in, in Oklahoma and Norman? They want him dead, okay? Dead. D-E-A-D. They want him dead. He's like, we're going to take over college football. I believe it when I see it. And then the other thing is, is it true that Chip Kelly's going back to Oregon? Uh, you know, I, I don't think that that's going to happen. Now, there was some talk of that today after the Cristobal stuff went down. Right. That maybe they would pry him back out of UCLA. I, I don't think that that's going to happen. Why would you do that when uh, – why, why would you do that when you – if you woke up on the wrong side of the bed and went down for coffee and said, you know – Chip Kelly has sucked ever since he left uh, Eugene. He's never amounted to a hill of beans in any job. I mean, his NFL experience was a, a rotten apple, right? Now he's back at UCLA. And I mean, what has he done there besides, you know, put some butter on the bagel and, and won well, a couple I'll, of games? I'll say this. I mean, they killed USC you. like everybody else does. But I still don't think, I don't think at all, that, frankly, I don't think Chip Kelly matters. And him going back to Oregon, I got to tell you, that is, to me, a bad way to do business. I was like, you're really going to go back to that guy? All he's done is lose since he left there. And what, is he going to come home and start winning again? Do you really think he's a great coach? Because I think he's been exposed. I think he's average at best. I, I do think that he's starting to improve at UCLA. Now he had a lot of work to do when he got there. I mean, that place was dreadful. They haven't been good in a real long time. Right. And over the last three years, the win total has increased. I mean, he's slowly building a program where they went from two wins to five wins to eight wins this year. Right. So I do think he's actually done a decent job at UCLA. The NFL was a disaster. He should have never went to the NFL. He's a college coach. We've seen that though a thousand times over. I don't. I think he was way too quick to jump back to the right. 49ers after the Eagles whacked him. But I also think he should stay at UCLA and keep I building what he's what he's slowly been building down there in Pasadena. Just keep going at that. Don't right. jump back up to Eugene. Just do what you're doing. So listen, and there's another way of looking at it. Like uh, a, a lot like Bobby Petrino, I would suggest. Like you know, I would try as you know, to sleep with all of the UCLA cheerleaders. Um, you know, if I were the coach at UCLA, I would try to, um, you know, have an affair with each and every one of them. And so he has a better chance. I mean, those are some beautiful, I mean, just gorgeous, smoke show hottie cheerleaders at USC and UCLA. The best thing about USC and UCLA football is their cheerleaders. Let me tell you. It's like the Dallas Cowboys. They don't matter anymore either. But the Dallas Cowgirls, I mean, they are they are on point. And if I'm Chip, I'd be like, you know, do I get a shot with any of these chicks? Because I, I need to, like, get into that, like, line over there. I want to be in that line over there. You know, Bobby Petrino going around on, a, on his moped, giving rides to girls. Everybody said, what a – he's the devil. He's a horrible person. I'm like, you know, that was a pretty, you know, good idea. I remember, like, Breaking Away, the movie, and – the kid rode his bike through campus and he wink at the girls and, and speak Italian. And, you know, he got a lot of leg, that guy, he got a lot of leg. And I'm a fan of working an angle with hotties. I am all in favor of it. Never leave UCLA for Eugene, Oregon. Now listen, Alton's great. Oregon's great. Awesome people. I love it. I've been there. It's fantastic. And I mean it when I say that, 
but you are not UCLA. I don't care what you say. Maybe Oregon has a better football program for sure, but you don't have, you're just not, you're not, you know, LA, Hollywood, West Hollywood. You're not UCLA, Westwood. I mean, you are not even close. And uh, oh, the hotties at UCLA. Oh my God. Carver, I used to drive around the UCLA campus with my producers, like Max and I would drive around Westwood and just troll. Like we'd be just, you know, fishing for schnook. We'd be like cruising around looking for hotties. Not in a perverted way, in a you are a smoke show. I want you. We all wanted these hot, beautiful Southern <laughs> California girls. They're, remember, like, remember your boy Diamond Dave? Or who was it? Uh, good yeah, on. David. California yeah, it was Diamond Dave. You know what I'm talking about, Carver. That was, that was his best song. All right, so um, I want to get into a little hockey with you. Because uh, my penguins are kicking the smoke cracking tonight. Yeah, five to I, uh, one. I gave out the penguins on coast to coast today. I said it was my favorite NHL play of the, ten- of the night. Go penguins! It was my number one play as well, Carver. How about I, I that? Like the way you so think. there you go. Uh, Carter with a pair of goals uh, tonight. I love Jeff Carter, even though he's old, long in the tooth. Crosby, Gensel, and uh, Heinen, who I also call Heineken. Um, have goals. And then uh, I have to say uh, the Penguins have been playing great hockey lately. And Gensel the other night had a hat trick. Uh, He was unbelievable uh, the other night uh, scoring goals and uh, lighting it up. He scored the only three goals of the game. Oh, I think Crosby had uh, the fourth goal, but they look good right now. Uh, They're playing a lot better than I thought they would. Uh, Canucks lead the Kings two, nothing after two. I hit the abs seven, five over the Flyers. They fired Elaine Vigneault after all the losing. Yeah. That's like eight in a row they've lost. I hit the Caps in a shootout over the Ducks. I hit the uh, – I lost the Devils. Uh, the Senators beat them in a shootout. And I hit the Stars 4-1 uh, to one, uh, in Dallas. I got to tell you, over the last few weeks, I've literally hit 95% of my hockey plays. And you know it's true, Carver. Uh, a couple Thursdays ago, uh, 11-0. 11-0 night. And then uh, Saturday night, 9-1. and one. The only game I got wrong was the Avs lost to the uh, Senators in overtime or whatever it was. So I've been killing it in hockey. If you want to make money, you don't like hockey, that's great. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things. I don't, I don't like, you know, uh, you know, blueberries are for girls, okay? So, you know, if you don't like hockey, that's great. But if you like making money, just go with my hockey plays, and I'll make you fat stacks, baby. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. So just to get a little insight uh, how things uh, operate around here. I just told Carver High that uh, Young Chop, my daughter, uh, star player, basketball, uh, has Hodgkin slaughter in her knees and shin splints really bad. 
when you have shin splints, it's like having a piece of steel in your, uh, you know, in your leg, like, and it hurts so bad to walk, let alone run. Like you literally, if you have shin splints, I mean, you are done. You, you, you aren't running. You're not doing anything. It's agony. And then Carver High, like, so I can read his mind. I don't know if you knew that, but he knows it's true. And uh, when I told him the story about uh, Chop's injuries, like, is this guy really like talking to me about his daughter's <laughs> knee and shin problems? <laughs> uh, because he's like, I got two babies at home that scream and yell and throw furniture and China at each other all day. Uh, like, I sure give do. a rat's effing ass about his kids' problems. That's what he just was right in his head. Uh-huh. And I just, cause like, uh, you know, it's like a old typewriter where it spits out the, you know, the uh-huh. spits out the paper full of, you know, you write the letter, a hundred mile an hour. Carver High just spitting out what he's thinking as I can read his mind. He's like, is this guy really telling me about his daughter's <laughs> knee pain? Is he really going to do that to me? Cause uh-huh. I, I don't really, I got the, I, I got the little guy ripping the house apart at all. Little guy's ripping the place apart here. I mean, he's just, he's tearing through things, this kid. He's smashing his head into walls. He's just, he's rolling. He's an animal. And Olivia's going to be five on Wednesday. Oh, tell her I said happy birthday. That is a strong effort. Uh, The Sixers beat the Hornets by three in overtime. Hornets covered the seven. Right now, Warriors 98-79 on the Magic. And the Clippers up three on the Blazers. Grizzlies beat the Heat. Pistons lost at home to the Thunder. Embarrassing. Pacers by six over the Wizards. Bulls win. Bucks over the Cavs. Hawks beat the T-Wolves. Suns over the Spurs. I'll see you tomorrow on Coast to Coast.